Just off Simon Street in central Auckland is a facility that was set up to train people who want to become enrolled nurses. Instead, for over a year, the $2 million Healthcare Academy of New Zealand, run by UB Colleges, has been sitting empty, even as thousands more nurses are needed in the health sector. It's down to what operator UB Colleges describes as a technicality that requires education providers to offer a Bachelor of Nursing as well, which is what you'll need if you want to become a registered nurse. In a moment, we'll talk to the nurses' organisation about the differences between the nursing roles, the shortages in the sector, and its reaction to the situation. We sought input this morning from the Nursing Council, the body which regulates nurse training, but it declined to comment on individual providers' accreditation processes. It did say a review of the enrolled nurse scope of practice is underway. UB Colleges says that's going to take time, perhaps another year, and it says it's ironic that enrolled nurses trained at its partner facilities in Australia face no delay in getting jobs in New Zealand. Let's begin with its chief executive, Ana Maria Rivera, who's in the Auckland studio. Morena, welcome. Kia ora, Catherine. So how did this healthcare academy come about? Can you talk us through the process that's led to this? Yeah, um, absolutely. So we are a vocational training provider. Um, in essence, what we do is we liaise with um, the tertiary education union um, commission with um, stakeholders and we sort of see where there's skills shortages. We deliver health within our group already, sort of health and well-being programs, pharmacy technicians, enrolled nursing in Australia. Um, and definitely as we talk to the sector, um, we could see that there's obviously um, a growing healthcare crisis and that one of the key reasons for this is the lack of healthcare professionals, in particular nurses. Um, so through talking to industry, through talking to Te Ora representatives and a broad range of stakeholders, we sort of um, came up with the concept of developing the first independent training provider for nurses, particular enrolled nursing, um, because it's a shorter qualification. It's an 18-month call. Um, enrolled nurses play a really important part in the nursing sector. Um, and we thought we could transition a number of our learners who are Maori and Pacifica and um, into this program, and it might mean that the time commitment isn't as long as a three-year bachelor qualification. So that was sort of where conversations began. So you spoke with TEC, the Tertiary Education Commission, which kind of has an overview over where education resources are in, in, invested, right? And, absolutely. And you absolutely. spoke. So, and, and what was their position on you doing this? Incredibly supportive. Um, in fact, most stakeholders have been very supportive because we know that there is a healthcare crisis, and we need more healthcare professionals. So um, TEC awarded us funding, um, it's called a strategic funding pool to help us build the facility and we went and um, sort of spent 1.5 million or so um, in building the, the balance of it. So um, we took a bit of a punt. Um, we always knew that there, was, there were going to be barriers to entering um, enrolled nursing in New Zealand if you're a private provider. But given the healthcare shortages and the support from the sector and TEC and other um, regulatory bodies, we sort of went ahead with it. Well, who were the others? What did the Nursing Council say to you at the outset? Well, Nursing Council, look, we've had good, um, very good um, communication with them throughout the process. We began this way back at the start of 2022, so this goes back a long way. Um, and we've got a very good academic governance board on, on our group. 
um, who said, look, there's a standard which um, called 1.1, which might mean or might delay the entry into the healthcare um, profession, nursing. But it is a redundant standard. Um, and nursing council sort of agreed with that. And they were going to consult on it, just the one 1.1 standard, um, because there is a broader review of the whole qualification, which is 100% the right thing. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they were going to consult on looking at lifting this one standard okay. to allow new entries. Was this right at the start, back last June? Correct, yeah. <clears throat> right and and did you get any commitment to them from them over lifting that one standard that's the barrier? Um, no, the commitment was more around taking it to the New Zealand um, um, board, the Nursing Council Board to consult on if consultation could happen just on the one standard. And, and what happened between now and then? They, they came back and said that, no, they weren't going to consult on the one standard. They were going to bundle it up into the broader review of the whole scope of enrolled nursing. So you knew before you built this facility that that standard was still on the way? We did know. We did know. Okay. We did definitely Just explain know. what the standard says, please. Well, the standard basically says that if you are not, if you don't deliver a bachelor qualification in nursing, you cannot deliver the enrolled nursing qualification. And the reason, um, what happens is that the only ones who do deliver that Bachelor of Nursing is Te Pukenga, the, the government um, The National entity. Polytechnics That's right. System. Correct. However, we deliver enrolled nursing in Australia through our group. Um, we train about 300 en enrolled nurses a year. Through a Trans-Tasman agreement, those nurses can come to New Zealand and work. So there's no not problem. an issue with their qualification as far as the New Zealand health system is concerned. Correct. Correct. What's the um, what's the difference with the way your nurses are trained overall? However, uh, are there more private providers? Are there degree level private providers in Australia? There are degree level private providers, but we don't offer the Bachelor of Nursing degree in Australia. We just do enrolled nursing. So there's that's... no there's no <laughs> Bachelor of Nursing degree in Australia at all. No, no, there is. Oh, no, okay. yes, there right. is. I'm sorry. There is. Yeah, right. no, there is. But it's just, just... Not, a, not from your organisation. Correct, correct. But so what we... I'm trying to get at, are there hmm. other private providers in Australia who do offer a degree? Um, is it a less centralised system of training? There? Yes, correct, and there are, and there are. It's still difficult to get into um, into the Bachelor of Nursing, but look, what we wanted to do here is enrolled nursing has a fantastic role in the in the healthcare system um, and we're right now not interested in the Bachelor of Nursing we're interested in that shorter qualification which when talking to industry can really help in aged care and mental health and addiction and some of the areas that the healthcare system is crying out for. What uh, What is in the uh, enrolled nurse training what is the connection between the trainee and uh, the local hospital or other institutions what, how close is that relationship? It's very close. So the difference is um, enrolled nurses, in essence, work under the supervision of a registered nurse. So um, they, yeah, they're always under the care of a registered nurse um, as a team. So have you established those relationships with what would be partner organisations within the health sector? Yes, we have. We have absolutely talked to a number of um, a number of health um, organisations. Um, many of them private. We've talked to Tefatu Ora, who have a big workforce development council. Um, there's also the um, yeah the WDC that was set up, which is supposed to represent all of health. This happened as part of the vocational reform of education. So we've absolutely been liaising with all of the relevant parties. 
Um, I don't think anybody doubts that um, the right thing is to try and get new providers into the healthcare setting. It's just we've been bundled up in this review, which, to be honest, there's a lot of red tape. It's been over a year and a half, 18 months, and I think it'll take another year. So, Can you tell us about the facility and how it would operate, please? Yeah, the facilities in Simon Street, um, it it would sit um, within other, we have other qualifications in the health sector that we would deliver there. It's got state-of-the-art beds um, to deliver the nursing program. We would have the clinical placements that the program currently has. So, Who would um, do the teaching? We have, uh, well, our tutors would, um, and we have a head of faculty and health, um, and we've got an academic governance board, which is made up of the ex-CEO um, of Nursing Council New Zealand. So we've got a very sort of thorough academic leadership team. I, I, I suppose what I'm getting is while you're in this kind of limbo, uh, obviously you've got a facility sitting empty, but what about the employees? <laughs> um, we've got the employees writing. We've got them doing other things, but in the meantime, we're sort of, it's not easy to find people to work in health, as you know. So we've got them doing other things. We want to get into um, different areas of health too. So we're looking at other programs and they're helping us write them. Um, but yes, it is sitting empty. Um, we've got staff that are not necessarily working on what they should be. Um, How many nurses, enrolled nurses, could you train a year? And obviously we've just said it's an 18-month qualification, but how many could you have in an initial intake? Look, that facility currently could take about 100. Um, however, the numbers of enrolled nurses that can be trained are capped and they're set by the New Zealand Nursing Council. Capped at what? capped at whatever industry and regional demands might be. So well, we were told at the initially initially we were yeah. we were told we could train up to twenty five in that facility. So I've always said if we could train more, we are here to help. We can train up to a hundred and we could roll it out to other regions. It doesn't just have to be in Simon Street. What do you believe um the supporters, and we're going to hear from them a moment in a moment, uh, from from the New Zealand Nurses Organisation, which is the other kind of big player yeah. here. And sorry, Catherine, your question. What, there what is, do you believe the level of supporters? Are you in conversation with them? Have you sought their support? We have spoken to them. Um, it's been a difficult one to navigate. Health health can be quite political sometimes. Um, and it's been difficult to navigate. You've got the WDCs, the Workforce Development Councils. You've got your actual um, hospitals that we're liaising with and um, healthcare providers. Um, then you've got Tafatawara. You've got the nurses' organisation. So we've liaised with everybody we need to to get the program approved. Um, level of support. Well, if we had full level of support, I think the red tape for Standard 1.1 would have been consulted on and lifted. Um, allowing us to start training um, more what, nurses. What is your track record here uh, with courses you are providing? Um, we're exceptional, actually. We've got the highest outcomes in New Zealand um, in terms of qualification completion. So for, um, let's say, for a taxpayer's dollar, um, a student that comes to us, 80% of them will get their qualification completion. Um, and the state entity sits much lower than that, almost 20% lower. So um, we've got exceptional outcomes. We're exceptionally good at Maori and Pacifica learners. I think we've got a secret sauce, um, which makes us very good in this space. 
And one of the things we always wanted and industry wanted was to get more Maori and Pacifica learners into nursing. And enrolled nursing was a really great qualification because we've got a number of them doing what we call a level four health and well-being, which can pathway really nicely into enrolled nursing. And what are the courses that you are providing currently in New Zealand? Um, Every single sector that has a skills shortage we're in. So we've got different verticals, different colleges. UB um, focuses mainly on creative industries. You've got New Zealand School of Tourism, which is tourism. You've got Karabav, which is hairdressing, and ZMA, which is trades. So we're a very large organization. We've got about 26,000 learners under our care. Um, exceptional outcomes and health. We do deliver health calls and obviously in Australia enrolled nursing, um, but we just can't deliver nursing in New Zealand, which is where the largest shortages are. We've been told by the Nursing Council that there'll be some movement on this restriction in 2024. So uh, Hmm. you still believe it will be the end of 2024, do you? Yes, I do. Consultations take time. So um, the timeline I have is consultation will sort of um, be finalised at the end. Yeah. And are you NZQA uh, certified? Like what other certifications will you have to get? Yes, absolutely. So what happens is you get your nursing council um, certification and then NZQA looks at it from a qualifications authority perspective. We've been working with them really closely. They've been very supportive as much as they can be without getting the nursing council approval. So is that the last issue? Is that what needs to change in your view in order to lift that restriction and get you going? Correct, correct. And look, when the program and the scope of training is looked at in the sector, like any other program, we will, and a new, quali- new education standards are written, we'll look at it and we'll change the qualification we're delivering. That's what everybody will have to do, and that's how it works in any qualification. Um, consultation's great, change is great, um, and we'll update ours accordingly. But why are we being halted? whilst this consultation happens, when the qualification can be delivered in other providers. The polytechnics. Correct. Because they have a degree course. Okay. Anna Anna Maria Rivera, stay with us, please. Chief Executive of UB Colleges, which is this uh, provider. Uh, Kiri Nuku is with us, New Zealand Nurses Organisation, Kaifakahairi, and thanks for your time. Tēnākwe, welcome. Can you hear me, Kiri? Oh, yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, look, four to 5,000 nurses short. Is that the latest number? What's the latest number on our nursing shortage? Around about four to 5,000. All right. Why would you not want to get another provider, training provider underway ASAP? Uh, first of all, it's not our responsibility to do that. That is, as um, Anna-Marie has said, that is the regulatory body's um, responsibility. Ours is to professionally support nurses and to provide industrial support. So um, I think any programme that offers uh, any training and support to nursing has got to be uh, valuable, but that's not our decision to make. But from listening to Anna Maria, her perspective is you're the one party who might not support the lifting of that regulation. Do you concur or disagree? Um, I haven't been personally involved in any consultation around this with um, Healthcare Academy. What we were particularly um, presented on is to the Waitangi Tribunal. And the findings from that identify that policy and legislative framework failed to consistently state a commitment to achieving health. 
So at the moment, Nursing Council is engaged with our organisation around ensuring that we have a legislative framework that responds to the healthcare of people in Aotearoa. And that, I think, is what is causing the um, delay. But would that not apply to all providers, not just a new one? And would that not become an obligation uh, were there to be a change to the scope of practice or, or any other review? It definitely would apply to all providers that are currently in there, and some of those providers are at the table as part of that consultation right now. The consultation has been going since 2000, and I think since almost uh, the Waitangi Tribunal findings have come out. So it has been a long process to get this right, and we have had enrolled nurse scopes of practice being um, refined, and now we're up to the competency looking at this competency of not just enrolled nurses but registered nurses that also work under the um, framework of nursing council. But I guess my point is if this is a change to come that will apply to all, why hold up a new training provider in the meantime? Yeah, well that's obviously a decision for nursing council um, board to make. Is, is it explicit that there's a connection between the Treaty of Waitangi finding um consultation and the lifting of this one regulation? Because the one regulation that's seen as a barrier pertains to the teaching of a nursing degree. It says there's no reference to um, cultural capabilities or provision. Mm. I'm, as I said, I'm not sure what Nursing Council's board's decision on that is, so I'd hate to comment on that out of um, school. All I know is that we've been actively involved in ensuring that we get a curriculum and program and competencies established for the uh, nurses that are currently uh, looking at um, enrolments in the future and ensuring that we have a curriculum that responds to that change. How many nurses are being trained at the moment with this challenging transition from the regional polytechnics into Te Pukinga, the national polytechnic. How many nurses are being trained at the moment? I think we have over a couple of hundred nurses throughout the country. 200 in training at the moment? Uh, 200 that graduate. I can't see the exact um, number of those that are currently in training. As Anna Marie says, it's an 18 month programme and we've seen about 200 uh, graduate at the end of that 18 month. So there would be more that are currently going through that process. So what they're saying is they have the capacity to increase that by 50%. They they have the capacity to increase that. In 18 months' time, if there's 200 graduating now, right, and let's just say in 18 months' time there's another 200 graduating, they're saying they could increase that number by 50% were they to be funded for it. Mm. What we need to, um, and I think Anne-Marie mentioned this herself, that the uh, role of enrolled nurses to contribute to nursing assessments, care planning, the overall maintenance of responsibility sits with a registered nurses. So we need to ensure that both both are working in harmony so we're not increasing enrolled nurses without looking at how we're going to support registered nurses who have the ultimate responsibility around care plan management at the same time. And I'm assuming that Nursing Council uh, has got a bigger um, scope around that uh, environment to be able to um, ensure that they know what their scope is best. 
Is there a resistance to having private providers training New Zealand nurses? Um, I'm not sure if that, are you talking from our organisation yes. point of view? Yes. Look, our preference is to um, certainly support the establishment of uh, more nurses into the system. What we do know is there are currently enrolled nurses out there that are wanting to enter back into the workforce. We could look at initiatives that support them back into the workforce. There's no shortage when we've got enrolled nurses that are sitting out there currently that have to train or retrain or go through a competency to practice again program. We could look at immediately starting to um, incentivise that. But in, in terms of supporting nurses back into the workforce, supporting nursing trainers, that's our priority to get um, to address that could, issue that we Could this private on. provider not be part of that? That's a nursing council discussion. Um, we, would, we would be certainly supportive of programmes that are accredited through nursing council and that are part of um, where, our, where our members would be sitting within. So we would support. Just seem to have lost Kerry there, right at the line. We'll leave it there. Kerry Noku, Ana Maria Rivera, thanks very much.